back. It's Friday. Mercedes has revealed their car. Ferrari has revealed their car. We've got news to talk about with the FIA. And um, the first preseason testing is a week away. Yeah, it is a week away. One car release was nice. One was shit. One was shit? It was absolutely underwhelming. I know. I, I feel like you're just a hater on that, though. No, but it was just underwhelming. I'm holding that same energy I held to Red Bull, am I not? Yeah, but, I mean, do you really... I want to know I, it's not what a terrible you don't like skin. about the car. It's just... I didn't say there's anything wrong with the car. The skin's mediocre. So define what you, what you mean underwhelming. I want to understand It's literally a green line, some silver... And their logos and a, a couple stars. Like when you look at McLaren and how they put all the intricacies but into I what mean, they did. And you look at if, how I Red Bull redesigned elaborate, it. Elaborate a little more. It's like me saying McLaren is a nice blue line with some orange and some well, logos. What That's Mer what you okay, said. Okay, when you see Mercedes car, what did, what did they actually do? They took their old design. Mm-hmm. Right? So they literally took got, their old design. So one, we're returning to the classic silver arrows. Do yeah, like they that? got a couple silver arrows right in the back. And they have silver and black and, and, and gray. There was, it feels like there was no real creativity put into this design. When you look at Williams, you had the different colors of blues and the W spelt in the blue. When you look at Ferrari, it wasn't about Ferrari being innovative. It's about Ferrari revamping and taking up a brand new look. What did Mercedes really do that's new about this look? It, it's very classic. Exactly. It was boring. It was underwhelming. So that, It was a see, shit car launch. I didn't say it was an ugly car. Two different things. It was shit in my perspective because you are Mercedes. You should be pushing the bar. You should have the nicest looking car. You have the most money. No one said it was an ugly car. I never once said it was ugly. It's underwhelming. It is basic as shit. And okay. if you disagree with me there, okay. feel free to disagree with me. But I am hard stance on that, that it was underwhelming as hell. It literally looked like a car from 2018. Yeah, I, I can see where, where you're coming from. Um, Ferrari came up with a risk. A, um, My energy is not it's a bad looking car. I never once said that on this pod or I never once said that this Yeah, you said it's shit. I just said, no, I said the car launch was shit. Yeah. The launch was shit because I felt it was, the launch to me was terrible. Yeah. In terms of the car. Gotcha. I'm not talking about the car is actually shit, the livery. Yeah, yeah they, there's nothing special about it. It's classic silver arrows. They didn't take any risk. It's boring um, as hell. I think the car looks good. I think the car looks average. But I um I can see where you're coming from, and I don't disagree with it. I've kept the same energy with every single constructor, have I not? Yeah, Red Bull, Aston Martin, Ferrari. I said I was going to roast Ferrari on this pod if they didn't come with something new and innovative, did I not? Yeah. I, I mean, said the same thing about Mercedes on the pod. Yeah, I mean, I think there's nothing there to, to talk further than they came, they brought back the Silvero, and it's... You know, it, it's, really, it's, it's, it's average. a simple, it's an classic Mercedes look. So I don't mean the car was shit. I just meant, to me, it was a really shitty car launch because I expect more from Mercedes. And if you think that I'm being a hater, that's cool. But I expect the best from the best. Yeah, and like, I mean... I'll give you an example. The Golden State Warriors come with new jerseys. Like, their new black jersey is sick. Right? Yeah. The Lakers jerseys are boring. I'm, I'm keeping that same energy with anything. Yeah. When you're ahead of the pack, you got to come with the heat. Yeah, and you know what? Obviously, Mercedes didn't want to come with the heat. Yeah, they didn't. They went classic, and that's fine. No one says it's an ugly car. It's just to me, underwhelming and basic as shit. Yeah, to me, it was just um, terrible. So terrible aside car from harping on that, because we don't want to uh, overkill the listeners with that, um, the only other, the only thing um, that stood out to me with the car was, there. I'm sure teams will fall now, but they were the first team to utilize those ugly dinner plates on the rims and paint something on them. 
Yeah, whatever. Not that it Who looks cares? good or anything, but I think teams will follow. It's just a bunch of black space. It's whatever. I don't care what the dinner plays. Um, yeah, but I mean, we've all talked about how ugly the dinner they're plates ugly. Are. They're still they're ugly. ugly regardless of yeah. whatever you do. I don't care about the dinner plates. Um, so they printed yeah. AMG on them. Cool, whatever. Call yeah, it a day. Bye. Exactly. But what I mean, overall, you? I'm happy they went back to silver. I will say that. Like, I was a big advocate. Like, I wanted them to go return to the silver arrows. Um, it's cool how Toto gave the explanation how you know sil- silver is part of their DNA. It's their history, and they're doing more than enough uh, in diversity. So it, to them, it's not about representing on the car. They, they were also um, so I've watched all the car launches, and I want to. Yeah, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm th- I think they're the only car launch that had someone of color. Yeah, the 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 black lady. Yeah, the BIPOC lady. And yeah. uh, they introduced their junior drivers, um, and they had a female, a young girl. They had um, a driver. Yeah, they're taking it seriously. Asia. But they're, I mean, they're making the moves. I'm gonna keep the same. Energy. I don't feel like that's the place to do it, though. You're launching the car, like the same thing I said about McLaren. Like, do a whole separate press conference about your juniors. Like, launch a W13. Yeah. Or they feel like they're going to utilize every chance that they have to highlight it. I mean, Toto did say that it's not about just hitting a quota. Um, it's about making... So they make a whole celebration about it. Why you have... Your, your junior team. Yeah. Like, emphasize itself. Like, why are we slipping it in in the W13 launch? You under, Like, I, I got to... I'm to be staying consistent. I was like, why is McLaren bringing up their For stream sure. in Indy? I, I'm it's keeping a car that same launch. energy. Yeah, it's a car launch. Make it the car launch. If you want to highlight your diversity, let's get a diversity stream you know what i mean let's get a diversity launch like show us that you have a female driver show us your junior drivers like that that's my whole point is that stick to the w13 because i think that's what this was about don't dilute it or dilute the accomplishments of this young lady that's their young driver by adding it to the w13 yeah um and then obviously we got to hear from lewis george and toto and yeah i think i didn't really get a chance to watch it because you know we we discussed that so what are your first thoughts on it they're Toto is very clear. You know, he said, we start from zero. And I hate how everybody's like just in a shell being, in other words, super reserved. No, super reserved. No, scared. Scared money don't make no money. That's what everybody said. Toto said um, it's the same energy he brings every year is that it doesn't matter about our past accomplishments. It's about this year. Yeah. And he talked about. I'm not talking about Toto. I'm talking about everybody in general. Like, Red Bull should be like, we're still going to be a top contender in the. Like, there should still be some type of confidence. Hey, we're still Red Bull. We're still Mercedes. We yeah. expect to be at the top. I hate it. It's like, we're all starting from ground zero and you don't know what's going to happen. Like, Lewis, I hate Lewis that Lewis did come out and say that, you know, the focus on winning a ninth constructors championship. Yeah. Well, and I appreciate that from Lewis, but every single team principal has come out and been very reserved. And it's like, just come out and say, we still expect to be at the top. It may take halfway through the season, but... Like, we're still Mercedes. Like, that's the type of energy you should have. That's, of course, because you are the reigning champion. Um, it was, uh, Toto makes comments like this, which are funny, and then he goes that we're going to, you know, there's no difference. We're competing for championship. But he said, you know, we don't even know if we have a car that's going to be in the hunt. Yeah, and he goes, it's The ridiculous. expectation is to win. It's ridiculous, though. But when they say that, it's like, so you guys are just saying your development team is shit. Exactly. Like, 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 I'm not trying to hit harp on Mercedes, but it's like, is your development team good? Yes or no? Are you guys Mercedes? Yeah, I mean, like, you should be confident. So that this. that's my whole thing is like, yeah, they talk about the racetrack, but isn't it a whole team? Your development is part of the race team. So when you come out and say, we don't know what's going to happen, then you don't have confidence in your development team. So it's like, that. that's why that energy doesn't add up for me, right? Like Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari. Like, I love how Ferrari says, 
Ferrari came out and said, this is going to be a, a great, we took a lot of risks, but we expect this car to be very competitive, right? We expect this car to be really fast. You hear Charles and it comes out of um, signs. So I think like, I love that confidence from Ferrari and we can get into Ferrari's launch, but overall, honestly, I was a lot more of a fan of Ferrari's launch because they were very bold. They were very, they had a very energy about them that they were going to perform this year. And you know what? It may come back and backfire them, but I at least appreciate them coming out with that energy. For sure. Um, the other thing that stood out to me was um, Toto and Lewis talked about the disqualification in Brazil and how Lewis bounced back, came into the paddock and said, the driver's championship might be lost, but let's go win the constructors. And then obviously Lewis rallied to have an incredible close to the season where um, he really should have won. And Toto and Lewis, well, Lewis said specifically, like, if you thought I was good then, then watch out this year. Yeah, like, I, like so I obviously joke that George Russell is going to win the championship. But I've literally said that George probably has no shot multiple times when I'm being serious because Lewis is coming with his A game. Like, Lewis on his A game, the whole world should be worried. Whole the whole world. F1 should be and worried. Lewis did say, because um, he they asked him, obviously, well, how do you feel about George? And he said... And it was refreshing because it's almost like anyone who's been following can relate to this. He was like, there's an energy about George. Because we know, like, what energy does Valtteri bring? Like, Valtteri's very monotone. Hey, I'm not going to harp on it, but I've been saying this is 2020 Secure Grand Prix. Yeah, and and you know what? We all know that if George may have been there sooner, maybe we, we're not in a position where we're waiting at the last race to try George to brings that energy. George makes you compete, man. Competitors make you elevate your team. And, so, and... Like, I'm not going to harp on it, but Valtteri Bottas and all of his fans from last year that thought he should stay in the seat, even if George fails, don't care. George at least brings in energy. And, he brings in energy, pushes, pushes desire to win, to get better, And, like, Valtteri's learn. just sitting there. When you think of Valtteri, he's just like, oh, like, I didn't get my shot. And, well, not my shot, but, you know, it's really hard and blah, blah, blah. Where George is just like, yeah, I'm going to push it to the limit. Like, it's all about getting better. It's pushing it one day at a time. And I don't feel like you got that from Valtteri. Valtteri, when you hear him talk, it's all like, yeah, you know, like, it's tough being under Lewis. It's, it, you're going to have to learn and you wait your turn and blah, blah, blah. It's like, nah, bro. Like, you have to have the mentality where you go take stuff, right? And George has that mentality. I don't think that they'll have a huge Nico and um, Lewis dynamic, but I just love George's mentality on how he's getting better every single day. He brings a lot to Mercedes and I was just... I think about what you said to me, like what will happen when George is the number one driver of this team and Lena Ford's like, I'm a Mercedes fan. I'm a George fan. And I'm going to, Oh, you're a George fan now. And I'm going to come to really appreciate George's growth of the team. I'm not going to say like, listen, we we can say that he's, he, when he takes over the team, but he still has to prove himself. I believe in George because George has shown flashes. My whole point is, and everybody knows I've been consistent with this is Valtteri Bottas was not it. And George Russell is not it's not that he's it, but he's something new that you think will be it. So yeah. that was my whole stance behind it. But I hope he proves proves me right, and I hope he proves the whole world right because he's shown brilliant glimpses. But you know, some of his races have been bad, right? Like that's the reality of it. But you got to look at so many different things. When I look at it, Williams, it's like, do you get the same tire management when you're on a worse car? You're not as fast. You're trying to do more with your car, so then your tires are sliding a little bit more. Like there's different things that are so intricate in the sport. That it's hard to you judge. You gotta put value on on the what he was able to achieve in that Williams car. But remember, a lot of it was qualifying pace, man. Like it was. I, I'm gonna put that on on air. And a lot of it was qualifying pace. So, do we have enough Valtteri on our hands? But we Who saw knows? what he did at the Secure Grand Prix. So 
Yes, we did see that. That's um, right. That's right. I do want to point out the last point that I think we've actually never talked about on this pod mm-hmm. is Lewis Hamilton has been with the Silver Arrows for 10 years now. This is 10th season. No, it's not. 2013 was his first 2013, season. but this will go into, they said, like his 10th year. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. Oh, shit, you're right. That is thing. So How does that talk, make sense, though? 13, 14? Because you count 13. So this is his 10th season officially. Yes. Okay, okay. So you they know, talked about this. My apologies. And it's just like. I was thinking like it has to be 23. Yeah. Be, okay, cool. But, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, that longevity in Formula One is not common with the same team. Ah. Uh, yeah, but if the dominance is not common but they, either. You know, I mean, Schumacher spent 10 it, years. And it's just like... How long does Schumacher spend on Ferrari? I think 10 years as well, no? But we have Schumacher and Lewis. Like, who else is spending yeah, that that's, kind of time? But that's the point. That success is unparalleled. It's, so exactly. It's like, I, I don't think... I don't think you can compare it. Like, when people talk about how great this accomplishment... It's only been done by two drivers. The two greatest drivers of all time. So it's like... Yeah, we can That's sit why here. It's incredible. We can sit here and marvel at it and say how incredible the accomplishment is because it is. But like the reality of it is because of his success. Like if he's not winning that much titles, he's probably and not here for ten they, years uh, for sure. And they just talk about the fact that most drivers never get to actually. It's hard to call a place home, but Lewis is so ingrained in Mercedes that even post racing, he's always going to be a part of Mercedes. Yeah, I mean. Even, like, Schumacher's still part of Ferrari. Exactly. But, like, Alonso's still kind of part of Renault. Like, they're considered part of the Renault family. I'm sure Lewis will always be part of the McLaren family because he spent his first six years there. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to judge. Like, I don't don't know how I feel about that. I feel like if you spend a a decent amount of time, you'll always be considered a family. But I feel like it's a little different. Lewis will... Lewis is Mercedes. You know what I mean? Like, saying part of the family is different. I know what you're saying, but he is Mercedes. Yeah. He he is Mercedes. I think that's a better way to put it, to be so honest with you. The next as so, we hang trans- on, let me just so, see. Schumacher spent how long at Ferrari? He spent Yeah, he spent about ten years there as well. Ninety six to two thousand six. Yeah, it's just like the that's So eleven the, years. Two greatest drivers. Crazy. Crazy. Um transitioning to Ferrari, I want to show you this picture to get your reaction because everyone's like, Oh, the FIA and uh, when I say everyone, I'm talking about casual fans. Everyone was get says here's a car you're gonna build go build it look how different the mercedes and ferrari car look look at the front and how skinny the mercedes is yeah i saw that and the mercedes wing is also a lot different too so it's un- and you everybody look at the side pods of yeah, ferrari it's everybody like, has different different so takes on the car you have a model but to remember, follow and arrange but every car is different but remember ferrari was really brave like that's a consensus that they were really brave with the way they went so let's first talk about this so i came on 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 this pod and i was really bl- I guess controversial. I said that the launch was shit. I only think there was one good launch. I think Ferrari was the only good launch. I think every other launch was shit. I'm being completely honest with you. Like, that, that that's the type of, like, just to kind of clear that up. Ferrari was the only team that was, like, the launch I was excited about when I saw it. Every other team was just like, yeah, they had a cool livery, this, but it's like, I don't know. But what is your take yeah, on that? I think overall, I, I guess the problem is, it's a car launch. So just make it a car launch. Don't overhype it more than what it is. And because I came into all these car launches expecting to be like blown away. And <laughs> I wasn't. And, and I think the only reason I'm blown away by Ferraris is because they took a, such a drastic risk. 
Yeah, for you know what I mean. Like I don't even think the their best, car launch was good. Car reveal. I said yesterday they have the best looking car. And, and you know what? Like just to clarify that, I thought every launch was shit or mediocre, other than Ferraris. Ferraris the only launch I was like taken back by. But yeah, I mean Ferrari is an interesting, interesting, interesting team this year because me and you have talked about it constantly. I'm a Ferrari fan. I'm not. I listen. I picked Team Papaya. That's my fir- that's my first team. But I am a Ferrari fan. And you got to think about it. Like this is a huge year. But so far in 2022, they have done everything right. Their car looks good. They they're, have. they're coming up with the, ener- the correct energy that they're going to be competitive. This is brave. Also, when you look at their car, their car also, um, I was reading an article on it. I'm not an expert, but they've done things that have allowed the car to be very, um, they can move on the go. Like they can adjust it without going through the FIA. So like certain parts of the car, like the front wing and stuff like that. So I think Ferrari is going to have a great year. I know I've come out and said Mercedes is going to be the Constructors' Championship again. I wouldn't be surprised if Ferrari really, really kind of takes off at the beginning of the year. It's been over a decade that we haven't seen Ferrari win. Yeah, it's been a long time since we've seen them win. But on the flip side, we have seen them be competitive. So I, I really want to stress that. Like I was having a conversation with Matthew yesterday. Um, or the other day, and he's like, Vettel didn't do anything. Like, Vettel was competitive up into 2020. That's right. Right? So it's like, it's not like Ferrari's been absolutely trash. It's just they have a wad. Basically, just going back and forth is, I'm excited about Ferrari, man. I don't don't know how you feel. How do you feel about Ferrari? What did you think of the car? Let's get, yeah. Let's get into all that. Oh, yeah. We we didn't talk about this on the pods. We're talking about it now. But Ferrari had the best car launch. I think it's the best looking car on the track. The red and black is just sexy. The car looks so aggressive. I'm not a, I, I'm not, Ferrari's on my team, but I really think they're going to be in the hunt to win this year. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about the car first. So we both love the car. We're both a fan. The black and the red, where was this the whole time? I don't know, man, but it looks so sharp. It looks sharp. And like, I know we talked about the. And the, it's the 75th. Year anniversary. Yeah, F-175. I love how they call it the F-175. It's great, great name for it. And when we talk about the car, bro, the, are you a fan of... I know I know you like Aston Martin. What do you think is it with the incisions into the, the side of the car? Like so the alien it's only the Ferrari, Aston. Aston. Is Haas going to have it? Well, we don't no, know. We, we only uh, saw... Haas is a render. Haas was only a render. Yeah, it, Haas is more like just a livery launch. We have no idea what their car would look like, I think. Fucking Haas did literally... Updated, just put some pictures. Bro, they don't have the budget. (laughs) It's actually sad. But yeah, so Um, what do you think of that? Like, do you think I? This is where it's crazy. You look at now the Mercedes car um, and others like no vents, no side pods. Mm -hmm. So you, it comes down to engineering. Who's got better engineering? Yeah, here's my thing though, right? Like Aston Martin's using Mercedes engine, so I'm very curious. They took a different. They went the Ferrari design route. Well, I won't say Ferrari design because we're not looking at the rest of the car, but they did go with the... With the Aston and... Let's call them gills. The side pods. Yeah, the gills, side pods, whatever you want to call them. I'm calling them gills, but... Um, Aston Martin and Ferrari either get it right or they're going to be bad. This and is you know why what? it worries me because the cars are so different that it's like, but why who is going to be better? But why are you worried? That, that what if Mercedes the, got it wrong, bro? That is the beautiful <laughs> thing about this year. I mean, listen, so far, McLaren's the only one going with the opposite rods set up, right? They got the pull rod at the front instead of the push rod. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens, man. I thought Ferrari was going to go with the pull rod set up. 
but they didn't. So interesting. But we'll see what happens, man. Like, it's going to be a very, very interesting. Um, then you look at the McLaren, right? And you're like, yo, there's literally no side pod at all. And it's like, this is what makes the sport so interesting. The engineering, man. It is. It is interesting. But you know what? That's F1, man. It's a team sport. And we er, and we really got to stress that and hammer that home with our listeners. Like, that design team, the aerodynamics team, is just as much as part of the team that Lewis Hamilton is. Because this is where you can have the best drivers. But if you don't have a championship car, it's almost impossible to win. Okay. So, we're going to do this again. We've done this. Uh, obviously, if anybody's seen our reel, they know. But we're going to do this again. Rank your cars from one to eight. Because we have eight cars out so far. Okay, one second. I'm just going to pull it up here. I, I Mine is pretty easy. Yeah, I, have I got Ferrari. Hold on. Let me just get mine up here. Okay. I'll hit you with mine first. I got Ferrari. Okay, go for it. Williams. McLaren. Mercedes. Alfa Tori. And then who else is there? Aston. Aston have seventh. Haas, Red oh, Bull. Haas, Aston, then Red Bull. That's well, you have Aston second last. I have Aston second last. I'm not a fan of their yeah. car. That's it. Okay, so I'm going to go Ferrari, Williams, Mercedes, McLaren, Aston, Alpha, Haas, Red Bull. So here's my thing. I will say this, that I don't think any car is actually really that bad other than Red Bull. Yeah. So, like, I, I think that... Aston Martin, Haas, Alpha Tori, and Mercedes are all meh. They're mehs. They're whatever. They're they're not bad looking. They're not great looking. They just didn't do anything for me. I thought Red Bull because they literally are the same ugly, stupid, dark color with a bull on the top, a little bull on the wing, and a red stripe. Like I, I the, if Mercedes didn't put those silver arrows there, bro, they're sitting right with Red Bull with me. Yeah, those silver arrows added same, add man. a little bit more for me because literally it would have just been silver. Yeah, the silver arrows, <laughs> uh, the last, well, how many years has it been? The last four years, I think, with those arrows on yeah. the back looks sick. Yeah, so, like, that's my whole thing is, like, if Mercedes just put silver, we'd be having a whole different conversation because it's just silver with a green stripe, a little black under, and, and their logos, right? But I like um, how they how they Motorsport put, put out a great video of the Mercedes from 2016 to 2022. And, um, I mean, honestly... Some of those silver arrows between 16 and 20 looked incredible. Yeah. I just, like I said earlier, when we first got in the pod, it was just underwhelming to me. Not a bad car, just very underwhelming. I I, I have high expectations for Mercedes and everything they do. I, I, I expect them to be the leading um, in everything. Formula One in terms of technology, the race, liveries, design, everything. I expect them to be number one. That That is why I'm so harsh with Mercedes on this stance, because they should be the best at everything. That is it. It's high expectations. I'm with, I'm with you. Okay, cool. Um, Let's get into the fun part. Mr. Michael Massey? Do you want to get into Massey first, or should we do some house cleaning with Red Bull's Porsche and all that stuff first? So, it looks like they're going to announce a partnership in March that Porsche is going to make the engine from 2026. Yeah, so let, let's actually dive into this. Is this stupid for Porsche, yes or no? I Okay, so just from surface level, first reactions, first impressions, I think it's just dumb. I think Porsche needs to get into the sport themselves. Get into the sport. Why are you making an engine but, for Red Bull? So, I, I knew we were going to have this conversation, so I thought, well, why? The only other possibility I could think is Audi's running it. Maybe there's only one seat up for grabs, and Audi's ahead for it. The Volkswagen Group's ahead of it. 
You know what I mean? Like that's the only possible explanation. So they're entering as a engine supplier and eventually they'll transition in. Do you know what I mean? Maybe 30, 30, 2030 we'll see Porsche, but I, maybe they really only think one seat's up and they think Volkswagen Group is ahead of it, ahead of them. It's just like you have Honda. Yeah. Red Bull, Honda. It just, now we're going to Porsche. I don't understand what is going on at Red Bull. I, th- I think it's just e. not... The Porsche engines and their real cars are very. A I know, flat but, six but that hold gets on, hold on. Five hundred horses. <laughs> then, if we apply that same principle, we'd be like, well, what about Aston Martin? Aston Martin doesn't have anything out of this world. Remember, a flat six that gets you five hundred horses. Like, yeah, Porsche is a different Porsche's, level. Porsche's. I'm a Porsche enthusiast. But I'm saying, I love Porsche. So, so hear me out. Aston Martin and Porsche, design wise, Aston Martin's iconic, but Porsche is the sports car. That's not like an exotic car. Like if you're talking about like an accessible car, that's not Ferrari Lamborghini. Yeah. What? Porsche is the best car. Porsche is the best car out there. So it's a little different, but that's why you want to see Porsche in the sport. Yeah. But like I said, okay, so bro, so you got to think about this. If they only think legit one seat is up. So Haas, I don't see Alfa Romeo going anywhere. They might sell, but I don't see them going anywhere. I don't see Aston Martin going anywhere. I don't see Alfa Tori going anywhere. The only real seat I think is going anywhere. It might go anywhere is Haas, right? Yeah, Haas, who's gonna get Haas the bid for sure? Who's gonna get the bid, Porsche or Volkswagen Group? You gotta think about it. Like, I'm giving it to Volkswagen Group first. It's a smart business decision. They have more money. You understand what I'm saying? Like, so I think Porsche is just getting their way in with the engine. They're gonna build some momentum with an engine, and then eventually, their people will get to see what an F1 looks like and decide if they really want to get. If in. Volkswagen comes in, who do you think they would? But this is where I have to tell you. Like, I, you're hold on. You do realize that Volkswagen owns Porsche. Yes, I do know that. But I'm talking about they're going to get in as a whole team. Yeah, so, but would Volkswagen Group want to prioritize an Audi or a Porsche? That's what I'm saying. Or a Lamborghini? No, I think they would enter as Volkswagen. They would enter as VW. I think they as Volkswagen. How strong is the Volkswagen Group brand? I don't know. But but people know the Porsche brand. But that's the marketing play. Yeah. So like, so here's my thing, right? They enter as Volkswagen, Porsche is doing engine designs, boom. And then when they're doing the engine designs, Volkswagen enters because they're going to start working with Red Bull now to develop the 2026 engine. Yeah. Um, how, do you think Honda is pissed off? Uh, no, because Honda was going to pull out this year. But was Honda going to pull out because they felt like they were being forced out because they knew about this Porsche thing? That's something we can't answer. Anyways, that's enough on that. I really don't... Uh, forget Red Bull. Yeah, it's um, just interesting to, to think about why Porsche's not entering. As there's obviously some sort of strategic play, and it is part, part, probably too, part of a greater strategy to get also into the sport. Also, you know how Volkswagen owns Porsche? We don't know if they actually like owned naming rights and like what they attach their name to as well. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Fair. Like, we, like, we don't know like those things. So, But I think that, just to sum it up, uh, I really think that te- Porsche's, Porsche's away for them to test. They'll enter... F1 as a Volkswagen group instead. I really think that's how, like, either under Audi or Volkswagen. Yeah, we'll see. And when they get it right, then they'll bring in Porsche because you don't want to tarnish Porsche's name. That's the thing. Like, what Aston Martin's doing, in a way, is a detriment to the brand. Well, it's one year. So, like, it's not that bad. If it continues on this for five years, then yeah. I don't want to buy a car that's not fast on the track. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> so, let's get into the fun part. Michael Massey. The FIA is this, is president. It, this came is a out long yesterday. time coming. <laughs> this is like, this is like, um, I'm coming home, but it's like Michael Massey. Toto and Lewis home. were both happy with it. 
Did they actually come on and say they're happy, or what did they, they say? They said um, I didn't watch. They, they said video. it's action and it's uh, progress to elevate the sport and put it in a in a safe place. Yeah. So here, here's my initial thoughts. Right. I love what they're doing. They have a virtual assistance, whatever they call that. Virtual safety room, whatever it's whatever called. it is. I love that because that's like it in helps. many sports. It's a tool. Yeah, it's a tool that helps them. Um, I love the fact that they have multiple different directors on different days. Yeah, two alternating race directors. And, you and know, an advisor. An advisor. And the advisor has a lot of experience, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know his name. Don't care for his name right now. Um, and I just, I'm just happy it's over with. I, I, I like... You know how we feel about COVID? Closure, bro. I, I, it's no, closure. it's not closure. I'm just so exhausted with Michael Massey and this whole FI. And he's game. out of it. He's going to be out of the limelight into some little, like, bro, desk job. The same way we feel about how COVID just needs to end, I felt like this about the FIA investigation. I'm so happy it's over with. Even if he stayed, I would have been pissed off. I'm like, at least we know he's staying and we can move on from our days. And um, it also, I mean, you heard what the ESPN F1 came out yesterday. Like, other people have said, it's like... It also just comes out and puts a massive asterisk on Max's championship. It does. But, like, at the end of the day, like, it's not Max's fault. So. We know that. We I don't, consistent with that. And stay I don't know that. how I feel about it because at the, at the end of the day, I don't want to put an asterisk on it because it's not like an injury. It was one rogue marshal <laughs> or whatever you want to call him. Rogue race director. Like, yeah. It's hard to say because, you, you know, in championships, you put asterisks because it's like, what if? Well, there is no asterisk because... We know what happened. Yeah. It's not like an injury. Like, you know, when there's an injury, you say, what happens if there was no injury and there's a question mark? No, no. Lewis was going to win if there was no. Yeah, yeah. And so it's just like, it's it's tainted. I hate asterisks. It's a tainted championship. That, that's tainted. a better word. Because I know exactly what's going to happen if it never happened. If, if, if they just either made Max go through five cards in one lap or if Nicholas Satifi never crashed. That's the other thing that they announced. They are reassessing. The lap car Bro, situation. If they allow cars to just be swapped because of a race, I don't know how I feel about the sport. And we had this conversation yeah. yesterday. Can you imagine they're okay? It's like it's a race director decision. So they allow they allow ambiguity or whatever, but I can't even say the word. But they better protect the driver in front because he is always a sitting duck. Like no different than Lewis at Hungary when he didn't know if people were switching tires. He's yeah. a sitting duck. And if Max was in the opposite position, he would have been a sitting duck. And I don't think that's fair to Max. Exactly. It's not fair to the leading driver because the second place driver always gets a benefit. If you go but, back and just watch from Brazil onwards, I know Lewis has said today, like, he's focused on this year. And I'm sure one day he's going to come and say how he really feels. But the way he drove from Brazil onwards to then have that happen is just it's sad. Yeah, it is what it is. He bro. performed at even, such an incredible even, level. I mean, like, even Kota, he turned it up. Like, he was good at Kota. It's just he didn't have enough. Mexico, I think Red Bull's car was just that much better, yeah. honestly. So but I from feel, Brazil onwards, it was just, I mean, he, Brazil in I mean, itself but was that's, that's unreal. The car, he was, I think he was turned on since Kota, bro. Like, I, I hate to say Brazil because I thought he was in top form since Kota. It's just, you know, they had a Valtteri Bottas. Like, this all goes back to, well, Max couldn't switch if Valtteri Bottas was, <laughs> was behind him. It was him. 2v1. Yeah, no, it's not even 2v1. Like, it, it was just Lewis versus the world, <laughs> basically. Yeah. But we won't harp on that too much um, in terms of Valtteri. I just, I just really hope. I think it's just like they should make a flat rule. If there's less than 10 laps in a race, 
put like put a red flag out and allow everybody to switch their tires. And yeah, then you race. have a fair restart. Because there's so many variables when you're like when you have 30 laps left, like no one cares on the safety car because you know your tires could stretch out a little longer. It could help you. Like if you're at lap 25 and you go five laps of a safety car, let's just theoretically say, well, then you can push it under five laps and then Max's tires are a little bit more worn. Like there's so many different variables when there's 10 laps and someone's been on like trying to run out the race. Like it's just not fair. So I hope they I hope they do that. If they just allow the race director to do whatever the hell they want, then I don't know. I, if I, can I can't see it happening. Um, the, and then the third thing is we're not going to see messages between the race director and the teams. I think that we should be able to see it after. Yeah, like I think there should be a transcript minute, after two-minute report. No, like a transcript, like real fancy, and actually go see what conversations were like. Because my whole issue is, I understand. Well, realistically, the race director having his calls on national television doesn't affect what he says. Exactly, and the fans aren't influenced. To me, that just means like the FIA is just hiding up more, more of their. They're not going to put it out because then that's it puts essentially them in the fire. same thing. But, but what I'm saying is they put that in fire. Like, they're just trying to hide their mistakes. Like, you need to be transparent about your mistakes. Like, it's cool you made a mistake. It sucks for Lewis. It sucks for the whole world that, that believes in the sport. But you make a mistake, you, you apologize, and you move on. There's nothing wrong with saying we messed up and let's move on. Yeah. Right? And that's my issue. It's like, I would love to, I would love to, to be like, maybe F1 TV has where you can see the comms. You can hear the comms between everybody. But, like, you have to pay for that. We had it for fan. one year, man. Had for one year, and it was, it was great to hear it, right? But, you know, Michael Massey just made a wrong decision, which, you know... <laughs> I mean, the impact of his decision was huge. It take Lewis away from his eighth, his uh, fifth in a row to tie Shumi, right? Because Lewis only got four in a row. That's right. And I don't see him winning five in a row anymore. Like, he'll be done by before he does that. Um, obviously, no more comms on that. A whole new race director. Like, it just... I mean, it was kind of a fitting end to an era, to be honest with you. It, sho- it shocked up the whole F1 world. It ended? It ended the turbo hybrid, the crazy. original turbo hybrid era as we transitioned to the next turbo hybrid era. So, I don't know. It's an interesting place we're in. It is. Um, okay. And I guess the last thing that we kind of all knew about was Otmar going to Alpine. Oh, bro. Otmar and BWT go okay. to Alpine. So, a uh, shout out to Jess McFadden because she said something like, about it's oh uh, well I definitely didn't know that and people are like well that's obvious blah blah and she's like well you guys don't know what cheek and tongue uh, tongue and cheek humor is or whatever the saying is it's just like it's called sarcasm guys like come on like we all knew it no shit Sherlock like when BWT was going there and they say we're going through a no head structure it's like come on guys stop the cap is who was Alpine's um, principal last year it was like a nobody because they fired Cyril the year before. No, I don't think it was a nobody. It was like a tentative role. Maybe it was. Um, I'm not sure. But anyways, do you think Otmar is, um, I mean, he's coming from Aston. He's going to Alpine with Fernando. Yeah, I mean. Is this a good move for Alpine? No. What the hell has Otmar done lately? I mean, what has Otmar ever done? That's what I'm saying. Like, he did well in the BWT when they had the Mercedes clone to force the racing point. Like, but here's my whole thing. I guess when you wrap it up into one story, it's like, do you believe in Otmar? I Fernando Alonso was talking about challenging Mercedes and that's Red Bull. it. It's, so it's yeah. like, is that the right move? 
And listen, we don't know how good he is because you can only work within the limit of your resources. And we all know Alpine doesn't have the resources as Mercedes and Red Bull and Ferrari, but... Altmar's start in F1 came with Force India in 2009. Yeah, but my whole thing is like, what do you really expect from him? He knows, I'm sure he knows Esbon well, right? No, Esbon didn't race at Racing Point. It's my, yeah, that's a mistake. He knows a lot about the Mercedes powertrain. That's about it. Yeah, but he, Alpine has their own engine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I, to me, it just feels like a meh. It, it's, it's not doing roulette. anything for me. Not doing anything for me. So, they, I, I have no real comments about it. Okay, let's talk about our favorite principal, Gunther. How do you feel about his careless whisper video? And by the way, if anybody, if anybody has, has made it this far, you need to go to Haas's IG and you need to see the... Uh, careless whisperer and they do a video with gunther it's hilarious how'd you feel about that video i you know how can you not like gunther he is the people's champ like he's he, the people's champ he's, he's the people's champ he was getting into it just like okay so let, let's crown our people's champ okay it's easy gunther is the team principal people's champ Danny Rick is, is the driver. Danny, so let's all say, is Danny Rick the driver's people it's champ? It's Danny and Gunter. Dude, dude, the people I hate on Danny Rick, or does everybody, pretty much everybody love Danny Rick? I mean, I'm sure McLaren fans get frustrated with yeah. him at times. No, I'm talking yeah. more like an actual person. Does any, like, you know how people think Lewis is like fake and you know Lewis has his haters, Max has his haters. Or is, hey, listen, Lando could be the people's champ too. Who are we dubbing the people's champ on today's podcast? It's, it is Danny Rick. 100%. You don't think Lando Norris? I don't feel like no. I don't feel like anybody hates Lando Norris. He's a nice you know, little there's he's a, a nice young British Yeah, but then man. there's the, the people's champ, which is Danny Rick, bro. But 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 yeah. I I just I I have yet to see much slander on Danny Rick. That that's my thing is like I mean, if you go to Twitter, there's lots, but No, I mean like not not in terms of Danny Rick. The this person. is racing. Yeah. People love that. Like we slandered Gunther all the time on his team principal abilities but as the person yo people love danny we need to see danny rick and gunter together oh bro can you imagine danny rick ends his career in Haas with gunter i'll be dead bro yeah, okay if that happens who who becomes more hated in, in in the friction you think gunter loses his fandom or danny oh i could see them actually going to like blows then but i say who loses the who loses like what side do they take when both people's champs collide you take Gunther, bro. I think I think I'm taking Gunther's side, bro. I, it's hard not to hate Gunther, bro. Bro, Gunther is just the man. He is the man, man of the people. He's just bro. standing with his arms crossed and it's it's just like what the hell are and we his watching? Little smile and smirk as he's talking into the camera. Yeah, like, bro, wow. it, was, it was hilarious when when you played it and you showed me. I wanted to piss my pants. It was hilarious. Gunther's great, bro. Um, yeah, but anyways. My last words are, if anybody's made this far, thank you for tuning in. And like I said, Mercedes' car was not bad. It was just very underwhelming, and I expect more of them. I'm going to make that very clear again. And every car launch was pretty much shit because nobody blew me away except for Ferrari. And Red Bull came out and said it was going to be a movie. <laughs> yeah, and Red Bull <laughs> literally slapped on a stupid bowl, some yellow under that bowl, and a line under it. Yeah. Like, was, like, well, like, look, I know we've done this before, but what is Red Bull doing? Like, your livery is so boring. I don't know if I'll get up or actually watch one live next year unless it's just convenient. I'll just look at the picture. After. Which which one did you actually get up for? 
Well, I watched McLaren. I, I watched McLe- well. McLaren was at three p.m. our time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was um, nothing that get up for other than Ferrari or Mercedes. Like, I actually like watched them. You know. Yeah, but watching them was more for the content. Like you got yeah. a lot of Lewis stuff out of it, right? Like I'm not mad at that watching it. It's just like they're just not. I just like, need to see the pictures now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't. I think Ferrari's gonna have a shit one next year because they can't blow us away next year. <laughs> like that's just the reality of it, right? But. Here's my thing, though. I'm going to have different expectations next year because it's not a new era. Yeah. I'm just going to look for little tweaks. Little tweaks. Yeah. But, you know, this year was a new era, so you had high expectations for all these cars to come out. But I shout out to Williams, though. Their car is really nice. I, I don't think they get enough love. Whoever's on their design team is obviously great. Yeah, and, like, you know, like, the different textures of blue that give you that W? The, did you see the Mercedes on the track, by the way? They posted a picture. Yeah, it looks it looks okay. I mean, I, I like it better in the light. How about you? What are your thoughts about it? I think it's a good-looking car. It's classic. It's Especially. nicer in, in the studio light, though. It is. Because the, sil- the silver hits a little harder. I wish they went with more of a, a lighter silver. I'm going to show you this video after to, uh, to show you the 2016, 17, 18 ones. The 2016, 17, 18 ones were very they mediocre. Look, they, no, I, I mean, I thought they were mediocre until I, I watched this. Okay, well, you can show me. They, they look mediocre at face value, but... I, I guess know. I should just let you watch it right now, bro. All right. Well, we'll this podcast will probably skip for two seconds. Let me see. It's that video there. Okay, let me see. The one with, like, the light blue as well? Kind of cool. Yeah, you know what? I appreciate those cars because they actually have different textures of, of color in them. Exactly. Right? The and arrows they, they, were different and, and it doesn't look... It doesn't look yeah, I appreciate... They're not terrible. They're not that mediocre, but they still don't blow me away. Like... Like and uh, I sound like a. You've always said like the Mercedes to you has never been like a the best looking car. Yeah, and (laughs) I mean it's bad to say, but what's really different about their 2022 car and and those twenty? They don't have a car that is that blows you away. No, but I'm saying no, but I'm saying what is really different design wise in the 2017 car than 2022 car? Nothing really, man. Like in terms of livery. It's pretty much the same. That's why it's like, it's not a shit car. They, they it's a shit launch. Yeah, they just want to be classic and basic. Yeah, and you know what? That's fair if that's what Mercedes wants to do. But you know what? There's a reason why Ferrari's the talk of the town <laughs> this this year. Um. Well, I do want to give some special shout-outs today. Who are you giving me a special shout-out to? Because I always shout-out our fans. Um. Especially the fans in the States. Yeah. But I got to give love to the Aussies today. I know you've given love to the Aussies. Oh, I yeah. I got to give love to my Aussies today. The Aussies? I love the Aussies, bro. The Aussies show, are showing out I'm surprised they still stay with us, even though we bash Danny Ricardo sometimes as a so, driver. But we love Danny as, as a human being. Yeah, Danny Rick's amazing. Yeah, People's man. The, champion. the land down under, bro. The land down under. You got to appreciate them. Yeah, the land down under. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's a land down under, right? I feel like I might have yeah, missed it. Yeah, honestly, it, it sounds right, but I don't know if it is right. <laughs> yeah, I like the Aussies, though. You know, we work... So both of us, just context, we both worked for an Australian company before. So, you know... Yeah, we've both been in Australia. We've both been in Australia. Shout out to Brisbane. Brisbane. I'm not saying Brisbane, because it's Brisbane. We were at Gold Coast. So that was really nice, man. Australia is a beautiful place. Probably one of my favorite places in the world. Yeah, Shout out to them. Australia was a vibe. Went down to Byron Bay. Byron Bay, yeah, that was really nice as well. So shout out to Australia. Um, but just, yeah, shout out to everybody else too. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Hopefully I don't get too much slander for the Mercedes uh, Mercedes rant. But, you know, it had to be said, bro. I expect more for that team. 
And go Ferrari, bro. Like, Ferrari's got me hyped this year. I hope they're not a dud on the track. Because if they're a dud on the track... It's going it, to be bad. It's, it's going to be scary. Then Benato's fired. Oh, Benato does not survive. Okay, so let's, let's do this quick before we sign off. Who doesn't survive this year if they have bad years? I don't know how much longer Gunter can be. Uh, yeah, okay, I'm with you. I don't know if Gunther survives this year if they're absolutely shit. I don't think Bonato survives. We know okay. Toto's untouchable. Toto is untouchable. That's a given. Okay, I think Horner's pretty much untouchable. Christian's untouchable. So that's four so far. So we think Bonato's gone. Gunther's gone if they have a bad year. Toto's untouchable. Christian's what, untouchable. What about Zach Brown? Zach Brown's untouchable right now because McLaren's going yeah, through their whole phase yeah. right now. Um... um then we got uh, Otmar. I think he should be fired, but it's his first year. Yeah, he'll be fine. Mike Crack, I think he's under the same thing as Otmar where, you know, you, you guys are talking big games, both Alpine and Aston Martin. They should be fired if they have terrible years, but they're not going to be. What about Alfa Romeo? He's been there for a while. No, Fred, he's good. Frederick? Fred, Fred Vassier is good, bro. He got Valtteri Bottas, and he'll use Guan Yu Zhou as a scapegoat. He's good. Okay. So that how many constructors is that? So that's Haas. Alpha, McLaren, that's eight. The last two are um, Alpha Tori and what's the last team we're missing? We've said Haas, said Alpha Tori, we've said Alpha Romeo. So we've done McLaren, Zach Brown, Vassour, Mercedes, Red Bull, Gunther, Benato. Shit. Podcast listeners probably hate us right now. Okay, go so run me through the teams quickly. Okay, did we say Alpine? Alpine, yeah. did we yes. Did we say Williams? Alma? No, Williams, that's it. So, Joss and um, Alpha Tori. I think Joss is good. Or so, really, the hot seat is Gunter and Bonotto. Bonotto? What about Alpha Tori? Alpha Tori, I think he's pretty much good at yeah. development team. So, yeah, the only two we can ever talk, we, we probably expect to be on the hot seat. I think year. just for Bonato, it's a big year because he's been there now. and Yeah, I think this is, is his fourth year or third year. So, so there's some time. I think Gunther obviously is on the hot seat. How do you feel about the Mike Crack and, and Ottmar situation? Teams that expect to know, they, they expect to be competing this year. And, and I don't know if Aston Martin expects, but they have championship aspirations. But if they perform terribly, do you expect, like, would you want to see them on the hot seat? Or do you think they deserve think, a couple of years? I think we give drivers a gear of grace. You got to give the principal a year. But here's my thing. Though I don't find those hires good. So that's why I kind of look at it like, like, I don't know if they're good. I don't know anything about being an F1 principal, team principal, to be honest with you. They don't blow me away. So it's like, I, I my better words are, do you have a short leash with them? I think it's, it's hard to say. It's gonna I'm be, not saying them. Dude. Would you have a short leash with those two hires? I would want to see progress. And if there's no progress, then I'd have a short leash. What year would you, what year are you asking for? Or it's like judgment time, year two, year three? Well, no, I mean, it's year one. You have to see progress. If you go backwards Well, in I year think one, it's year one, it's ungivable. They're not going to be touched. Like you, you would say if they go backwards in year one, you would get rid of them? Yeah, I, yeah, this is why it's. I'm giving them two years. Two years. I give them two okay. years. Like, that that is know, my absolute max. Two years is a safe bet. Yeah, that, that's my whole thing. So, I mean, you can go three years if you feel like you give uh, them more chance. I'm, I'm on two years. This Maybe is F1's year. not as poor. You can waste time in, man. Yeah, I agree with you. I think year and a half. Like, I, I'm making my decision by halfway mark of year, year two. That's kind of where I'm at with kind of new hires when you have championship aspirations. Um, shout out to Lance Stroll. Me and Matthew had a heated debate on it. And he thinks uh, Lance Stroll's better than Checo. Your first thoughts? Yes, no, maybe? I have no comment. No comment, okay. Um, 
Nicholas Latifi or Mazepin at this point? Latifi. Even though Mazepin brings more money. Yeah. Mick Schumacher or Yuki Tsunoda? Mick Schumacher. Really? I think Yuki's shown some better moments. I, 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 I'm I, kind of uh, on the fence with that one, but, you know, we're not getting into it. Those are just rapid fire. So we're doing rapid fire. Properly. Rapid fire quick. George Russell <laughs> call the signs today. Signs. I, I don't hate it. I, I was going to go signs too today right now. I think by the end of the year, we'll be seeing George Russell. Uh, Pierre Gasly or, or Charles Leclerc? Charles. Charles. I thought today. You, I, thought you picked, sure. I thought you'd pick Pierre. I think Charles is a better driver. I'm going with Pierre, bro. Okay. And uh, that's it. We'll leave it at that. I know you picked Max for, uh, Lewis Hamilton over Max Verstappen. <laughs> we'll sign off with that. So he's got Mick. I've got Yuki. You've got uh, Signs. We both got Signs. And you've got Charles over Pierre. Well, I that's think right. Pierre. Okay, cool. Well, if you guys disagree with us, hit us up on the socials. You know where to find us. Keep showing love. And we'll tell a friend who likes F1 to tap into Lift and Coast. Yeah, and we'll give one more shout out to our people from the Lounge. <laughs> wow, the Land Down Under. <laughs> appreciate you guys and appreciate all our listeners. 